Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Indianapolis Colts are in the thick of a very tight playoff push in the AFC. In order to make the playoffs, the Colts are going to have to have multiple guys step up at playing their best at the end of the year. So which Colts need to step up for these final four games? Let's talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Horseshoe Huddle Halftime, our special audio-only episodes of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast brought to you by Fan Nation on SI.com part of the fans first sports network my name is andrew moore and as always i'm joined by my fellow writer analyst and co-host at horseshoe huddle drake wally drake the colts are in a very advantageous position you know but but there's also zero margin for error the colts are one of six teams with a seven and six record four games left in the regular season and honestly it may take winning all four of those games to sneak into the postseason that's how tight things are in the AFC yeah and especially like on the back end it's it's mostly like th- from the sixth seed all the way to like the the current 12th seed and you got to think six teams are tied for that position and tied for that record that's almost half of the AFC like that is ridiculous so the Colts even though they dropped a really bad game to the Bengals at probably the worst time fortunately everything fell in place for them because they're still sitting at the number seven seed. So we're going to dive into a couple of players that we think do have star potential, at least this season, to get the Colts to the playoffs, but that recently may not have shown the best efforts and, and that probably need to step up for it to happen and that's exactly what what the Colts need to happen they need to be playing their best football here in December and and have some unlikely guys step up so today Drake and I are going to go through three Colts that we feel like need to play their best ball and, and really step up over this stretch run in order for the Colts to reach the playoffs and it's not going to be the obvious ones it's not going to be a Gardner Minshew or or a Michael Pittman Jr. who's already stepping up in in my opinion it's not going to be a kenny moore deforest buckner these are guys that may be flying a little bit under the radar but are going to be crucial to the success of the colts moving forward so drake uh before we get started i want to make sure everyone goes and follow us follows all of us on all of our socials like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on x and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i go live every monday and thursday night so you never miss an episode but if you can't catch us on youtube wherever you're listening to us today please subscribe give us a five-star review so we can reach other colts fans just like you so drake let's dive into our first player here uh, a guy that has seen a lot more playing time in 2023 than we had originally thought and that's 
rookie tackle Blake Freeland, whether it's mm-hmm. been on the left side or on the right side, Freeland has has taken his lumps to put it nicely uh definitely been thrown in the fire his rookie season but it seems like he has been continuing to get better now with Braden Smith dealing with a knee injury we don't know how long he is going to be out however for long that stint is Blake Freeland will be the starter at right tackle and he really needs to be playing his best ball especially coming up uh, on some games where he's going to face top tier pass rushers yeah, and the thing is, at this point, I mean, you talk about exposure that you didn't foresee when he was drafted in the fourth round out of BYU. This dude already has more snaps on the field than Braden Smith does. <laughs> okay, so Braden Smith's been dealing with a nagging injury that seems to have taken him out two games here, then like three games here, and now we're dealing with potentially a longer uh, you know, absence. So, look, man, Blake Freeland has played well when it comes to run blocking. That's where he's been pretty impressive, actually. Uh, a lot of tackles aren't like the the stalwarts in the run game like guards and centers are. So for that, if you can have a really, you know, even like a just an average blocker in, in the run game and, at tackle, that's great. Now, the problem for Blake Freeland is his pass blocking has honestly, you know, you got to be honest in this league, Andrew, it's been pretty atrocious because he's allowed 31 pressures, which is the most – on the team. And I know Bernard Ryman struggled badly in that game against Hendrickson too. And he's allowed, I think, yeah, 28 pressures on the season. Guy also has 200 more snaps than Blake Freeland. And he, typically the tackles are going to allow the most pressure because that's where the edge rushers are. So um, I, I think that, man, if, if you're talking about Smith being out, I know I think it was Veld here, uh, uh, Veld here that just came out of retirement and resigned with the Colts practice mm-hmm. squad. Maybe he gets elevated and maybe he pushes Freeland. But I think if Smith is out for a longer period of time or maybe the rest of the season, man, Blake Freeland's got to get better at pass blocking because it hasn't really been very good. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree there. And and to your point about about Ryman, who's who's played two two hundred more snaps, Bernard Ryman. Yes, he had his his worst game of the season against the Bengals. He still pro pro football focuses ninth ranked offensive tackle for this season. So a down game for for Raymond, but for the most part, he's been playing at 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 a top tier level as a left tackle. But but yeah, Drake, you just kind of reinforced my point. You know, and Blake Blake Freeland's going to be tested over these final four weeks, starting potentially this Saturday going up against T.J. Watt and, and Alex Highsmith. Both those guys are currently in the concussion protocol, so there is a chance that that neither one of those guys will play on Saturday. But let's say they do. You know, those two guys are an absolute menace on the edge, and, and Freeland's going to have to be prepared for that. Coming up against the Raiders on on New Year's Eve, you're going up against Max Crosby, who's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, right up there with T.J. Watt. The, the final week of the season against the Houston Texans, rookie Will Anderson has really started to come on. So there's going to be plenty of pass rushers that are going to be gunning for Blake Freeland, and, and the rookie's got to step up. He certainly has had plenty uh, so, some good experience this year going up against uh, top pass rushers. And I will say this about Blake Freeland. Typically, I, I mean, as the season has gone along, he has, he has gotten better. We've seen steady improvement. Now, improvement also isn't linear, and development isn't linear for these guys so he did take a step back going up against that that Bengals pass rush but overall he's been trending in a positive direction so you hope that continues if if Braden Smith has to miss a few more weeks or, or potentially the rest of the season we don't really know how severe his knee injury is currently but 
until until Braden Smith is back, it's going to be Blake Freeland at right tackle. So he's either got to step up or the Colts offense and, and Gardner Minshew specifically are going to be in pretty big trouble. Yeah, and hey, again, this guy's already faced the best the NFL has to offer. So you got to give him a little bit of credit. He's a fourth round pick. And, you know, in preseason and training camp, we were like, holy cow, he looks really rough. And now at this point, we're talking about he's at least okay. So he has, like you said, gone in that upward direction uh, and is trending upward anyway. So uh, you hope that he improves because they're going to need every ounce of help they can get to scratch out these last uh, few wins to get into the playoffs. Now our next guy is on the offensive side of the ball as well. Uh, obviously, he's he's actually been performing at a high level for most of the year. But these last two games, Drake, it seems like he's been uh, kind of a shell of his former self from at least the beginning of 2023. And that's Zach Moss. You know, Zach Moss was, was in the top five and rushing earlier this season. Jonathan Taylor comes back and gets into his rhythm, starts looking like the Jonathan Taylor of old. Then Taylor goes down with that thumb injury and has missed the last two games potentially will miss Saturday's matchup against the Steelers as well and if he does it's going to be Zach Moss as the lead back again but over the last two weeks against the the Cincinnati Bengals and 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 against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hasn't been hasn't been a, a very good showing for for Zach Moss and 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 this Colts offense so or I'm sorry not against the Buccaneers but against the uh, uh the Tennessee Titans against the Buccaneers that's when Jonathan Taylor went off so against the Titans and the Bengals Zach Moss hasn't really been able to get things going so so I I think again in order for this Colts offense to kind of keep things rolling not put so much pressure on on Gardner Minshew really have to get Zach Moss and and this running game going so they can help shoulder the load yeah, and you just can't expect a, a backup quarterback to carry your offense. You just can't do that. So, um, you know, game against the Titans, 19 carries, 51 yards, 2.7 with a long of five, which is a constantly running into walls. And then you have the really bad game, the 13 carries, 28 yards for 2.2 yards per carry against the Bengals. I think that this is a really good opportunity to get back for Zach Moss because I'm telling you, if those guys that you named Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, if those guys can't play, Cam Hayward is on his own and he will be double teamed. And that will be a, a, a far more vulnerable uh, Steelers defense on the ground. So you can't lay a third egg though. I think that if, if Zach Moss goes out there and he can't run the ball, even without those two guys, Mike Tomlin's going to figure out a way to get to Minshew because then it's all on Minshew. And they do have some good corners. I think they've got um, uh, Joey Porter Jr., if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then they've got uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is back, I think. So, I mean, you, you really have to be able to run the ball almost in this game. So, uh, while the Pittsburgh offense does stink to a degree with, with uh, Mitchell Trubisky under center, if you give them too many opportunities offensively, they do still have enough explosion that I think that they could probably beat the Colts. So, got to get the ground game going have to and and the thing is too the the Cincinnati Bengals were one of the the worst teams uh, against oh, yeah. the run and and the Colts still and Zach Moss couldn't still couldn't get anything going offensively there so uh, and it's not just Zach Moss I mean the offensive line plays a role in that being able to open up the holes for Zach Moss to to get through and and a lot of times over the past 
past couple weeks, those holes just haven't been there. But you to get this ground game going, really rely on the ground game. So again, you don't have to you don't have to have Gardner Minshew throw it for for three hundred yards and and three touchdowns in order to keep up with the with the opposing offense. So it's going to be crucial and and i think that's where where you saw earlier in the season when the colts were starting to get on their on their run zach moss was was dominating on the ground like i said earlier in the season second in the league in in rushing and and we just haven't seen that and but do i feel like zach moss still has that that capability in him and and can get back in in control of that Absolutely, I do. I think he's shown it multiple times this year that he can take over a game. He can give opposing defenses troubles. It just has to all work in unison. The offensive line needs to be making holes for Zach Moss. Zach Moss needs to be reading the defense and making the correct the correct cuts and the correct decisions in that running game. But for the Colts to 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 really struggle these past two weeks, and we saw it, they almost lost the game to the Tennessee Titans because of that. They they did lose against the Cincinnati Bengals, where they could hardly run the ball at all. When you have this kind of offense and and a limited quarterback at Gardner Minshew, the ground game is essential. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you also have two guys on the offensive line that really specialize in run blocking, and that's Will Fries and that's Blake Freeland. That until otherwise is going to be your right tackle. So. Um, uh, again, you can't have a third bad game if you're Zach Moss. Plus, for him, I think he's like 250 yards or so away from uh, a thousand rushing yards. So, you know, you got four games to do it, step it up, and you might get a bigger contract when you hit the free agent market. Exactly. And now let's turn our attention to the defensive side of the ball for our, our third and final player that that Drake and I think needs to step up. And this guy has been stepping up this year. Uh, I think he's he's had a career year up to this point. But I think to in order for the Colts to really to really make a, a push, he needs to do more, and that's Quiddy Pay, uh, the the third year defensive end out of Michigan. So Quiddy Pay, career high in sacks, he has seven and a half sacks. He has a couple forced fumbles. He's been doing a a, a really good job in the running game, but. It's it's year three. We're so, and and I think at times it seems like Quiddy Pay disappears a little bit. You mean you you hear he gets off to to a good start, or he has about three or four consecutive games where he's he's creating consistent pressure, getting to the quarterback. Then all of a sudden you don't hear his name for a month. That can't happen over this the last month of the season here and over these last four games. I think Quiddy Pay really needs to be disruptive in the backfield, whether it's getting sacks, forcing pressure on the opposing quarterbacks, being a force in that running game and, and helping so so that other opposing running backs can't get going either. So, but but Drake, I think it's going to be of all the defenders out there, it's really crucial for for Quiddy Pay to have a tremendous last month of the season. Yeah, and uh, you know, you might hear, oh, well, what about Upcom? Well, Upcom has also been a rotational piece. It's kind of been a backup his whole career, and he just like plops into Indy, leads the freaking team in sacks. So he's it's a little different for him to have a couple games where he doesn't do anything. But uh, I'm looking at the stats here. Week one, you get a sack. Two, you get another. You get three sacks in three games. Then you disappear. Week four, five, six. No sacks, then you get half a sack against the Panthers. Oh, then he's back on fire. He gets a sack, a sack, two sacks against Tennessee, then he's gone again against the Bengals. So, look, that those numbers, those are career-best numbers for Quiddy Pay. Those are also solid numbers. But if he wants to take his game to that really disrupted pass rusher level, the guys like Miles Garrett that you talk about, like T.J. Watt, like the Max Crosbys of the world, 
yeah, dare I say it, even Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, like even guys, just guys that are at least getting around a sack every single game. You got to have that kind of consistency. You can't have three or four games without that. So, um, and even in those games, I see there's losses. You know, I'm not saying that it's all on Quiddy Pay to get a sack to get a win, but it does help, especially when you got Ebicom on the other side and you're both pinching the quarterback. Good things happen. So I think Quiddy Pay definitely needs to step up. He needs to keep doing what he's doing in the ground game. But man, it'd be nice to see him get to Mitchell Trubisky on Saturday. That's for sure. It would. And and this is this is a critical year for, for Quiddy Pay. Yes, oh, he's yeah. had a career season, but this is also the Colts also have to decide on Quiddy Pay's fifth year option this spring. And and has he done enough? Has he shown enough development for the Colts to pick that up? Or or at, at this at April or May, whenever it is time to to make that decision, are the Colts gonna gonna say no? We want to see more before we commit to pay uh, for another year for long term. So this would be a great way for for pay to to prove that you know finish out the year strong, get double digit sacks, uh, cons- consistently bring some pressure on opposing quarterbacks, and 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 make a difference there where where we're talking about wow we are firmly firm believers that quitty pay has taken that leap and and is now a pass rusher that you have to to really pay attention to every single week and, and not only would that help personally for quitty pay i think getting that step would, would help reassure the colts that they have a pass rusher they can build around in in quitty pay and and i think he's done a really good job of that and it may just be uh, a, a greedy in a sense to expect them to do that but hey if he wants to reach that level of one of the best pass rushers and a pass rusher that the colts can really build this defense around i think he's got to step up even more and 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 really go out there and and prove that he can be that type of player and, and what better to do it than, than in the most crucial part of the season as the Colts are, are trying to, to find a way into the playoffs. Yeah, and hey, you know, uh, credit to Pay. He's having a, the best season that, that he's had as far as uh, I think his performance goes. And, you know, him and Ebicom are both on track to potentially get 10-plus sacks. So if that can happen, not only is that a great turnaround from last year, but it's also an indication you might have yourself one hell of a pass rushing duo the more that they work together. I agree. So that's our show for today, guys. Really appreciate everyone tuning in and uh, uh, talking to with us about who who are three Colts that that really need to step up for this final playoff push. We talked about Blake Freeland at right tackle, Zach Moss, and and this ground game, and then Quiddy Pay, and and really get, kind of boosting this pass rush to end the year. So so let us know on social media after you listen to this who you think uh, uh, are the most influential Colts and whom which Colts need to step up for the for Indianapolis to make that final playoff push so if you haven't done so please go follow us on all of our socials like horseshoe huddle on Facebook follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle YouTube channel hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I go live every Monday and Thursday night or if there is a a change because of the holiday season some episodes may be on different nights so make sure you hit that bell we're trying to reach 2000 subscribers before the end of the regular season here so you never miss an episode and if you can't catch us live wherever you're listening to us today make sure you're subscribed and give us that five-star review so we can reach other colts fans just like you go follow drake at d drake on x you can follow me at andrew moore nfl and we'll be back 
Thursday night to get you all set for the Colts against the Steelers on Saturday night in Lucas Oil Stadium. Going to have a special guest with us to help give us a, an inside look at a very formidable Steelers team. So are the Colts going to break the streak? We'll break it all down for you Thursday night. So everyone enjoy your week and we'll see you then.